0: You know, usually when something's open, it's a good thing, and when something's closed, it causes problems. I mean, have you ever had something break around your house? Maybe the air conditioner over a holiday weekend, and everybody you call to fix it is closed. That causes a problem. Or maybe you've been home, uh, driving home late from a business meeting. You're tired. You're hungry. You don't want to get home and make something. You know there are no leftovers. And so you stop at your favorite fast food place, and it's closed. That causes you a problem. Another thing that causes problems when it's closed is a sliding glass door. That would be a problem. I could watch videos of people getting hurt all day long. I don't know if that makes me a bad person, but it's the truth. Things that are closed cause problems. And the same is true when it comes to our relationship with God. If you're closed off to God, it can cause some problems. Because God is someone who gives good gifts. God gives good gifts. But if you're closed off to God, you can't receive those gifts. And I've seen this take place in my own life. God has given me good gifts that I don't deserve. But I know this is also true because it says it in God's Word. In James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, "...for every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father." Every good gift comes from God. Every perfect gift comes from God. That's because God gives good gifts. It's who he is. The problem is, is when someone is closed off to God. And all of us have gone through periods of our life where we're a little more closed off to the concept of God. You know, maybe you've closed off your heart towards God. At some point in your life, you had put your trust in the church or in a pastor or in someone who said they were a Christian, and that person hurt you. You know, they stabbed you in the back, they did something that was mean to you, that was wrong to you, and now you've kind of built up some walls around your heart, and you keep people and God kind of at arm's reach. Or maybe you used to be really open towards God and had an open hand towards him, but something awful happened in your life. Someone in your family unexpectedly died or there was a cancer diagnosis and your open hand turned into a fist of anger because you blamed God for the thing that happened. I mean, after all, God's supposed to be watching out for you, right? He's supposed to be taking care of you. He's supposed to be helping you. And yet this awful thing happened. And so now you're mad at God and you have a fist of anger towards him. Or maybe all of this stuff has kind of added up in your life and you've started to close off your mind towards God. And you don't even believe intellectually that he's real anymore. And if we were to sit and have a conversation, you could tell me all of the reasons why God doesn't exist. You could tell me the facts, you could tell me the science, you could tell me the theories of why God is not real. That's because you've closed off your mind towards God. And the problem with all this, of course, is that a person who's closed off to God, they can't receive the good gifts that he has in store for them. And God is a person who gives good gifts. I mean, God created each one of us. He created you. He gave you the gift of life. That's a really cool gift. God gave you the gift of your family, of your friends, If you're fortunate, he's given you the gift of sight and of hearing and the ability to walk and talk. God gives good gifts to all of us. I mean, think about something as crazy as the colors in this world. Okay, God created this whole world, and when he made it, he could have just made it black and white. It would have been really boring, but that's what he could have done. Instead, he created colors. He created red. This is what red's going to look like, and this is what yellow will look like, and this is what blue will look like. And if you've ever been to the department store, because you're picking out paint, because you're remodeling a room in your house, you know just how many shades of red there really are. There's not just one shade of red. God took the time to make dozens of shades of red. At the moment, that might not feel exciting if you're picking out paint colors, but that is a gift from God. That helps make our world beautiful and creative. And that's a gift from God we don't often recognize. Another gift we usually miss from God is the gift of God's laws. Now I know that's really not a popular topic, God's laws. And when you hear that, you either get really defensive and you're ready to box and you're ready to defend yourself as to why you haven't followed all of those laws or you just kind of really feel guilty inside because you know you haven't done what you're supposed to do all of the time but God's laws are really a good gift I mean think about the law that says don't murder do not murder that's not God being mean that's God saying hey if you guys don't kill each other things will go a whole lot better down here right that's a good gift from God that's a good law we can agree with Or think about the law that says, do not lie, or do not steal. God's not trying to be mean and take things away from you. He's just saying, hey, if you guys are honest with each other, if you guys are fair, no one takes advantage of each other, it's going to be a whole lot better down here for you. God's laws are good gifts that fundamentally we agree with. And that's why when somebody breaks one of these laws, it bothers us, right? When somebody commits murder or when someone lies to you or steals something from you, it bothers you, right? And and we want revenge. And sometimes we go out and get revenge on our own and get justice. Other times we want the court system to step in and to bring justice to the situation. And sometimes if we're honest, we ask God himself to unleash his wrath on someone so that we can get some justice and this can all seem fine until we start to measure ourselves up to God's laws and it doesn't take long before we figure out we don't quite measure up you know most people in this world think that they are a pretty good person a lot of you in this room would say you are a pretty good person I spent years thinking I was a pretty good person The problem is, good people don't get into heaven. Newsflash, you don't go to heaven because you're good. It's not like when you die, God's going to line you up with all the other people that died that day, and he's going to say, okay, you guys over here, you're like really bad. You did some really awful stuff. And these guys over here, okay, you were like better than them, so you're the good people. You're bad, so you guys are all going to hell. And you guys are good, so you're all going to come to heaven with me. That's not how it works. God doesn't grade on a curve. You can't just sneak by with a C- like some of us did in school. It doesn't work that way when it comes to heaven. When we die, God's going to line you up individually to God's laws and it will not be long before you realize you haven't kept them all. Romans 3:23 says, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." Every one of us, all of us have sinned and shall fall short of the glory of God. And we don't have to believe that just because the Bible tells us so. We know that's true. We've seen it in our own life. If we're honest, we're willing to admit it that we're not perfect. I mean, let's take the Ten Commandments, for example, okay? If we were to line you up against the Ten Commandments and you are honest with yourself, you probably haven't kept all of them all of the time. This past summer, I was walking through a department store and they had a, a little decoration you can hang on your wall that was the Ten Commandments According to a Cowboy. It was pretty cool, and it was on the clearance rack, and so I bought it. It was clearance. Dave Ramsey approves. So it was good. But what we're going to do now is I'm going to show you a couple of the Ten Commandments. We won't, we won't go through them all, but we'll show one of the Ten Commandments on the screen. And then under that, just for fun, we'll give you the cowboy translation. And, and while we're doing this, just think to yourself, how do I measure up to this, okay? Remember to keep holy the Sabbath day. Okay? Translation, get yourself to Sunday meeting. All right, you're here, so you got that one. You did good. All right, honor thy mother and thy father. Honor your ma and pa. All right, next one. Thou shalt not bear false witness. No telling tales or gossiping. All right, last one. This is my favorite. Thou shalt not commit adultery. No fooling around with another failure's gal. All right. Now, I know we kind of have fun with that and laugh at the cowboy version of it, but if we're honest with ourselves, do we really match up to all of those commandments? And those are just four, there's a whole lot more. And it won't matter if you've broke just one of those commandments or all of them. Guilty's guilty. And when somebody's guilty of something, there has to be punishment. And God is a just God, it's part of his character. He's just. And because he's just, when someone commits a crime, someone has to be punished. God can't just turn his face and say, oh, I didn't didn't see that one. I'll let that one slide. He has to punish someone because of the things that we've done. But God does not want to punish you. And that's why God sent his son Jesus to this earth. Jesus came here and took the form of a human like you and me. But he lived a perfect, sinless life. And then he died on a cross, taking our punishment. So that instead of you and I having to be punished for the things we've done wrong, Jesus has already been punished for us. If you're a parent... Pick one of your kids, and imagine them in your mind, okay? If you're not a parent, think of the person that you love the most. This person means everything to you. Imagine if you had to sit there and watch as that person you love was put on this cross, and they nailed that person's hands to the cross. And they nailed that person's feet to the cross. And that person that you love so much just hung there. And there was nothing you can do about it. The thought of that is sickening, right? It makes us feel awful inside. That feeling you feel right now, that's what God actually experienced when he had his own son go to the cross for us. Something that we can only imagine God actually had to go through In his existence. And he did that. Not because he didn't like his son. He loved his son. But he loves you that much. And he wanted to make a way for you to go to heaven and be with him. And we all have to make a choice to receive this gift or to not. God wants to give us this good gift of salvation through Jesus a chance to be with him in eternity, and a chance to have a relationship with him now. But you can't receive this good gift if you're closed off to him. If you have a closed heart because of bad things that's happened to you in your life, you won't be able to receive the gift. If you have a fist of anger towards God because you blame him for the things that's happened to you, you can't receive the gift. If you have closed off your mind to the possibility that he's even real, that he even exists, you can't receive the gift. And it's my prayer that today, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, or what you've done. That you would realize just how much God loves you. That he would send his only son to this earth, and have him die on a cross and take your punishment just so that you can spend eternity with him. And if that's you, I put too much tape. If that's you, and you would open up to God, I pray that you would realize how much he loves you and that you would begin to open your mind to the possibility that he's real. And that you would begin to relax your fist of anger and open your hand to him. And you would ultimately open your heart to receive the gift of salvation that he has for you. Jesus himself put it this way. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. If you will open up your life to God, you will experience the good gifts he has for you and you will experience the best life possible both here on this planet, and in the next life to come. Because God gives good gifts. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your gift of salvation. Thank you for being a God who wants to give us good gifts. Thank you that you would, instead of making us pay the punishment for our sins, you would allow us to have a way out. Thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to take our punishment because you love us that much. And because of that, we can receive that truth and receive a relationship with you and be able to spend eternity in heaven with you. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Now, if you've been around this church for a long time uh, or if you've been a Christian for a long time, uh, there's a certain way that we respond to the fact that God gives us good gifts. You know, God gives good gifts, we give thanks. We should live a life of thankfulness to God and to others because of what God's done for us. And one of the ways we do that is through our finances. Many of you, if you're honest, you have a job right now or you have a salary right now that you know you don't have the education to deserve or the experience to deserve. You got that promotion, and you know it was a blessing from God. And the salary you make, you know is a blessing from God. And we're going to get ready right now for a time of offering. And it's our job to give back to God. Now, if you're new to church, if you're new to all this, don't even worry about this. We don't want your money. That's not what this is about. You can ignore me. But the rest of us, The people who are part of this church know that when God gives us good gifts, we should give thanks and give back.